Welcome to day 352 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keefe and Cindy Kemp, and we continue our journey through the book of Revelation. Uh, Revelation starts in a very earthy, practical place as uh, John shows us the inner workings of, uh, of seven churches, mm-hmm. all of their struggles, all of their fears, all of their shortcomings evaluated um, by Christ and given hope. And then we're elevated to the very throne room of God where we see the four living creatures and the 24 elders singing the praise of God, and, and, and we're deeply comforted. And then we move in you know, to uh, chapter 5, and we see in the right hand of him who sits on the throne a, a scroll with seven seals, and there's a moment of, of sadness as no one is worthy to open the seals until the, the vision shifts to the lion of the tribe of Judah, the branch from the root of Jesse, uh, which is the lamb that is slain before the foundation of the earth, and he is able and open uh, to open the seals, and of course to reveal God's you know final you know judgment. So we're talking about a period you know in Scripture called uh, the Day of the Lord, and it's described in the Old Testament prophecies as the great and the terrible Day of the Lord. It is great because it brings salvation to those who have placed their hope in Christ. It is horrible because God's judgment is uh, released on those who have. Harden their hearts against him and have rejected them. So we move from the kings of the earth in chapter you know, six, crying for rocks to fall on them, to a vision of God's people in chapter seven. So we come to Revelation chapter seven, and as always, before we uh, read, let's offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Cindy, you mind lifting us up in prayer? Yeah, Father, we thank you for this time in your Word. We thank you for an opportunity to to have this time, Lord. We just would ask that as we read and as we think through and possibly have an opportunity just to meditate on your word, Father, that you, by your spirit, would just teach us and give us all that we need for um, our life, but for today. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Revelation chapter 7, beginning in verse 1. After this, I saw four angels standing the four corners of the earth holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up out of the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given the power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. And from the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one can count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne, and they worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where do they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. 
Therefore, I'm there before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stood before God and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and he hurled it onto the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. The first angel sounded his trumpet, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and was hurled down to the earth. A third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned, and all the green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain, all ablaze, was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea was turned into blood, a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. The fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so a third of them returned to dark, turned dark. A third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night. As I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying in midair call out in a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the trumpet blast about to be sounded by the other three angels. Mm-hmm. An incredible picture again, you know, both of the judgment of God and of the comfort of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move from those who have been sealed, you know, by God. Uh, we have you know the completeness of you know God's people in relation to Israel. We have twelve thousand from every tribe, mm-hmm. so we have twelve, and a times twelve times a thousand, uh, which is the completeness of God's people. But when you see the completeness of God's people in the very next frame, it's it's a number that's far too great to account from every tribe and every people and nation. And sometimes people have separated the two of us. These are those from Israel, and these are those, you know, from the nations. We'll see the hundred and forty thousand, you know, later in the Book of Revelation is coming from every tribe, and every nation. And of course, you see in the end, uh, you know, the twelve uh, apostles and the twelve, you know, tribes of Israel joined together in the foundations and the doors mm-hmm. of the city, representing the completeness of God's people. And you have the wonderful promises, you know, that uh, won't be scorched by heat; they'll never hunger again. And the lamb at the center of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to springs in of living water, which is David's image. Mm-hmm. The Lord is my shepherd. I, mm-hmm. I shall have no want. And then, of course, the final word we'll read in the final, you know, in the final chapters of this book, and he will wipe away every and a tear uh, from their eyes. So what are some of the other things that, you know, kind of stuck out as, as you read this passage? No, I, I really like seeing, you know, obviously, at the start and at the end of this towards chapter 8 we see the judgment coming and obviously we get to see that bit of reminder of the people of God in the exodus how they took the blood and and put it over their doorsteps so they would be preserved and now before all this judgment comes the the church has that seal put on them Mm -hmm. so that they are Mm -hmm. protected from just a beautiful picture of seeing all that 
not just be this one thing that happened in Israel, but something that finds its much greater fulfillment oh, yeah. in Christ Jesus, who seals us with his Holy Spirit, right? And then you have the white robes, which, you know, there's an image we've seen before, but the image, uh, you know, here is the, the because they've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, which is kind of a, you know, beautiful image, uh, yeah. you know, of something, you know, that is white and pure produced by something that is is red, uh, you know, and, and stark, and, it's, uh, and so the image is a, you know, a strong image of the salvation, you know, that we have in him. And you see several times in the Old Testament where this whole idea, you know, of, uh, of purity and new life comes from a new set of clothes. Mm-hmm. So you see God, you know, in, in Zechariah, you know, confronting the priest Joshua and saying, give him a new, give him a new turban for his head and a new robe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a picture of God's restoration. And of course, we're moved into the New Testament of clothing ourselves with Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome not just that. with his salvation, but there's a beautiful picture of the new standing that we have in him, the purity, the wholeness, and the completeness you know, we find in him. And just a nice reminder as well that it's not found in what we do or in what we achieve or in our pursuits, mm-hmm. but it's exactly what they cry out you know, in, in chapter 7, uh, verse 10, that you know, salvation, salvation belongs to God, that this is from him, given to us graciously and freely, not based on what we've deserved or earned, um, yeah. which is a wonderful picture yeah, as well. And to the Lamb, mm-hmm. that our salvation is a gift from the Father, through uh, the brought through the yeah. Son, ministered to us, you know, through the Holy Spirit, which is, of course, the seven, uh, you know, the seven spirits, you know, coming from the throne of God, or the seven throne, you know, fold spirit coming from the throne of God that we saw, you know, back in chapter five, uh, you know, as well. And then you have this, you know, beautiful uh, double amen, amen, Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength, uh, sevenfold uh, gifts, you know, that we offer him, our praise, all of our glory, all of our wisdom, all of our thanks and all of our honor, all of our power and all of our strength are his and, and much more, you know, than all of all of that. And, you know, we, I was recently, I recently preached a sermon out of the book of Acts and you know, one of the things we kind of talked about was, you know, the, the commission of the kingdom of God, how Christ commissions his disciples to take and to bear his witness to the ends of the earth. And so I just love seeing, you know, verse 9 that we've talked about already. But after this, I looked and before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, mm-hmm. tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the lamb. And, and just love seeing that this commission that Christ gave so long ago will be mm-hmm. fulfilled, will take place and the gospel message of of what Christ will go to the ends of the earth and that's going to encompass every nation tribe people and language mm-hmm. yeah well you've touched on everything I think I would have said too but I get great comfort from the seal and you <coughs> mentioned that David but I just appreciate that God always provides a way for his people and then you know he continues to protect them and I love that he shelters them with his presence and so it's just a beautiful no that is a fantastic <laughs> phrase and he'll be their shepherd and lead them into the springs of living water wipe away every in you know, a tear from their eyes you know, we imagine you know uh, you know getting into the presence of God or being in the presence of God and having you know some regrets from all the ugliness that we've experienced and things we've seen but uh, the salvation is so complete uh, you know, I've always, you know, liked the line, you know, from the Lord of the Rings, you know, that he has uh, made everything that was sad untrue, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, In other words, the reality of the joy that we have in him so overcomes our sadness. And we can't, Mm -hmm. you know, neglect that there are also, you know, we've we've been drawn to the warm images of this passage. There are some passages that are other than warm. And uh, you see the judgment of God over the face of the earth, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, happened you know from the very beginning of, of, of creation. Uh, you realize it, and you from the moment that we rejected God and asserted our autonomy and elevated our throne over His throne by choosing, you know, to uh, make our own decision about what's best for us, what's good for us, what is right and wrong for us, and, and ignoring God, that He brought judgment not only on us, but He also brought judgment on the earth, and so part of the curses or the rebellion. Mm-hmm. you know of the earth against us and you see those becoming even more intense yeah, you know true. in revelation and of course you hear you know the words of paul that all creation is groaning waiting for us to be revealed to the sons of god because as god has redeemed us that's the first step in him redeeming all of creation mm-hmm. but right now you know creation itself you know is, is showing the strain of the rebellion uh you know of, of, of people against you know god and it is under god's you know, the people not only are people under God's judgment, but creation is under God's judgment, and those two things, mm-hmm. you know, come together in a very intense way in the Book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And is that at the start of Chapter Eight, Paul, when when he opened the seventh seal and there was silence in heaven for about half an hour? Is that is that silence kind of describing just before God's judgment, we we are left with no defense, we are left with no kind of response like yeah. everything will be seen as it truly is uh, of course when you also come you, when you come you know uh, when you come to the seventh seal you also come to completion mm-hmm. uh, and so it's the awe, it, you know it, it's both that uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're in awe both of his judgment and and the fact that he is bringing everything to completion in himself so as you you look at these cycles you know the the, the sevens end in you know the very next thing mm-hmm is a completion of you know God's you know God's revelation as well which is what we see you know early you know what we see early on in that so the awe is more than just you know you know shut my mouth mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm guilty it's mm-hmm. you know it's also uh, having uh, just seeing the wonder of who God is his majesty his power his righteousness his justice uh, you know coming before him and seeing you know what Paul has told us we'll see you know that we, we realize that his will is good uh, it, it is perfect, uh, and it is everything you know that we ever would have desired. So it's, it's just wonder, mm. you know. Mm. And I'm proceeding, you know, and of course, and you have, you know, in verse five, and the angels took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar, and he hurled it down on the earth. And of course, you have this wonderful picture of the, the censers of the prayers of the saints coming before God, but it also issues in judgment on you know, issues in judgment on the earth as God's people cry out for vindication. God does mm-hmm. indeed, you know, vindicate them. And then you have these images, which are the same images you had at Mount Sinai when the people entered into covenant: the thunder and the rumblings and the flashes of lightning and the mm-hmm. moving, you know, of the earth all around them at the majesty, the majesty of God. Well, I can't help but see, and uh, I guess that's in verse 13, where the eagle was flying, and in his loud voice, he says, whoa, 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 and you have that that, that triplet, you know, of, um, mm-hmm. it's very, 
intense. So yeah, this, this is not just is this is not come. just sad, and this is not just sadder than most sads. This is a saddest sad sad. Exactly. Or the woefulest woe woe, mm-hmm. you know, that you could possibly have, which is a way in Hebrew of emphasizing the completeness right. of, uh, and and of course, woe is you know begins in the Old Testament with the pronouncements of judgment on nations that have denied God. And then finally, they, they they filter down to Israel, who is mm-hmm. uh, with even greater, uh, you know, cause, or, or without, you know, cause denied God because they have known Him. And then, of course, it comes, you know, to the New Testament where Jesus announces, you know, the woes of those that do not respond to Him, and this mm-hmm. is the completion of those those woes or the sad part mm-hmm. uh, of of judgment. Yeah. David, do you mind closing this? No, let's pray. And Father, we uh, we come before you so humbly and so thankful for all that you have secured for us in Christ Jesus. What an unbelievable treasure we have in Christ. Thank you so much um, for the good news that we will never hunger again, we will never thirst, and, and you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And so Father, thank you that you are with us and that we can trust you. Um, Father, what a beautiful beautiful picture of your love for your people and pray this all in the name of christ amen